dismissed at this time. And the rest of us, let's take our Bibles and go to the book of Proverbs. Now, we're going to try to do something just a little different. Uh, We've just finished Proverbs chapter 10, and uh, going uh, verse by verse uh, with, uh, as you change direction almost in each verse at this point, um, I found it getting just a little tedious in teaching, and if it's tedious in teaching, I'm sure it is in listening. And so, uh, what uh, we're going to do for the most part for the rest of the uh, uh, Proverbs, with exceptions of a few little places, we'll spend um, probably just one lesson on Uh, the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31, and there's a couple of other places where uh, there are sections that are put together, but um, for the most part, what we'll be doing for the next several weeks is just doing a topical approach, and I picked one of my favorite subjects for uh, the first one, and that is slothfulness, and uh, I have, uh, let me see here, I forgot to get the final count, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 times slothfulness or sluggard is used in the Bible, and even though there's a difference, no, a sluggard has nothing to do with baseball, that is a slugger, but a, a sluggard is lazy. Now, how in the world you got two words that close together that are that far apart, uh, I'm not quite sure how that all works, but uh, the idea here of a slothful person and uh, is, let's just get your fingers limbered up. We're going to look at a few different verses. Let's start Proverbs chapter uh, 12 and verse 24, Proverbs 12, verse 24. It says, the hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Now, as we look at that verse, it says, the hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Now, if you're familiar with your Bible, if you're here in Sunday school, as we go through the stories one at a time, you'll remember back in the book of Judges that often what would happen between the judges is that they would be put into uh, a time period under the judgment of God where they would be held in, in tribute and have to pay that so that they could survive. And even later on, the kings uh, would have to give tribute and things to uh, ensure the safety of the kingdom, that the king would not come with his armies and attack them. But the idea here is, if you're not in control of your life, if you're not paying attention, somebody else will be. I often say about little children, if you don't run them, They will run you. And 
if you're not paying attention to what is going on in life, if you're not going to be diligent with your life circumstances, you're going to be under tribute. Somebody else is going to be pushing the buttons and you're the one that's going to be jumping. And uh, slothfulness is not a good thing. Uh, another word that's very close is the word lazy that we use. It's just someone who doesn't care, someone who does not pay attention. How many know what happens if you don't pay attention to those lovely little orange love letters from the city of New York in the mayor's office saying, you shouldn't have been parking there. Uh, they send you a little notice and they say, you need to pay this fine and you ignore it. And they send you another one that says, if you don't pay it in so many days, your fine is going to double. And so you don't pay it, you ignore it, your fine doubles. You only have to reach a $250 threshold. Then they tow you. And the cheapest tow that I know of in New York City starts about $400 plus storage. I'll tell you what, if you're slothful, you're going to be paying tribute. If you're diligent and pay attention, and yes, I have seen the meter maids with the tape measure. You know how much those things cost? You can get a cheap 16-foot tape measure for 10 bucks. The ticket is 160. Just measure it off or pace it off. It is not worth the effort. A little diligence can save you an awful lot of money. And it applies to every area of your life. Every decision you make. A little diligence can save you a tremendous amount of money. I know a guy that was a uh, story of a guy. He was a tenant, actually, and the house was being sold. The owner was in another country, not paying any attention, and the real estate agent would go to the, uh, to the seller, and he'd say, Nah, they're not going to take your offer. Do you mind coming down about $10,000? Maybe they'll accept it. And then he'd go back to the, to the uh, buyer, and he'd say, You know what? The, uh, uh, the seller's not going to take your offer. Do you mind coming up? He had $90,000 negotiated into that deal that was going straight into his pocket because he was ripping off both sides. Fortunately, the tenant caught on what was happening, and so he calls the, the landlord in a foreign country and says, uh, how much did uh, the real estate guy say he was selling the house for? Oh, he said, I can't get anything for it. I'm only going to get such and such. He said, here's what he's selling it for. A little diligence saved a lot of money. Just pay attention. Amen? Let's go to Proverbs chapter 19, and we're just going to read through several verses here that are kind of the same, so... So get ready, Proverbs 19.24. This gives us some of the characteristics of the slothful man. It says, oh, I'm in Proverbs 24.24. That's why it didn't look right. Proverbs 19.24 says, A slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom and will not so much as bring it 
to his mouth again. Proverbs 21, verse 25. The desire of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. Verse 26, he coveteth greedily all the day long, but the righteous giveth and spareth not. Let's go to Proverbs 26. Verses 14 and 15. Oops, let's get 13. The slothful man's... Oh, I'm sorry, we'll get to 13 in a minute. As a door turneth upon his hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. Now, how many of you get that? As the door turneth upon his hinges. This guy's so lazy, he won't even roll over in bed. The only way a door moves on its hinges is somebody has to push it. And, he, and the, the writer here is saying the slothful man is so lazy, he puts his hand and lets it rest in his, on his bosom, and he won't even lift it up to feed himself. He is so lazy that he is laying in bed and he won't even roll over unless somebody pushes him in the right direction. And then verse 15 starts where, uh, right, very similar to the first verse we read in chapter 19, the slothful hideth his hand in his bosom, it grieveth him to bring it again to his mouth. Now, have you ever met anybody that lazy? I saw one yes. I'm not quite sure I have met someone that lazy. They're so lazy they won't even roll over in bed unless somebody gives them a push. But uh, and Brother Clayton tells a story. You got time for a Brother Clayton story? It was uh, uh, getting on toward harvest. It wasn't quite harvest time yet, and they had... Uh, Old Zed, I don't know what his name was. They had him in a wagon, and they were taking him out, and one of the guys from the community said, what are you doing with old Zed? He said, he is so lazy. He hasn't planted a crop. He's going to starve. And he says, we're just going to take him out and bury him now because he's going to die in the middle of the harvest and, and really mess up our schedule. And uh, he said, Zed, uh, listen, I'll give a bushel of corn. We'll, we'll, we'll feed this guy. He sat up on the cart and said, is it all shelled and ready to go? And the guy said, no, you'll have to shell it himself. He said, just take me away, guys. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I sincerely doubt it. But uh, you, you think about this. How lazy can people get? It's pretty scary sometimes. I mean, there are people so lazy, they won't even push the button on the remote. When something bad comes on the TV. But the Bible warns us. It, you need to understand, slothfulness might feel good for a little while. But it gets worse. It can get extreme. Here's some of the excuses that the sluggard or the slothful man will use. 
The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg in the harvest and have nothing. You know what? When you have the planting season this year has been an extremely cold, wet spring. You know how hard it is to take a tractor out in the field and plow wet, cold ground? None of you do. Because we're not farmers. But how'd you like to do it in this day when you had to do it by hand? I remember the year that our little, we used to have a little gas-powered rototiller. It was like three, four horsepower. I mean, you could sit there and hold the thing right in place and it wouldn't move unless you let it go. That's how weak it was. And uh, it broke. And I said, Dad, what are we going to do? And my dad said, what do you mean, what are we going to do? I said, the rotor tiller's broken. He says, we're not going to get a new one. We don't have money this year. Here. He handed me a shovel. I said, what do you do with this? He said, this is the way they used to do it, son. And our garden was roughly the size of this auditorium. How would you like to turn that over one shovel full at a time? I'll tell you what. I didn't like doing it, but I sure liked the way I felt when it was all done. The sluggard is always looking for an excuse to procrastinate. Then it's too late. The slothful man, 26.13, saith, There's a lion in the way. A lion is in the streets. You know what that means? It's dangerous to go outside. I'll just stay inside. 22.13 says, The slothful man saith, There is a lion without. I shall be slain in the streets. Now it's interesting that the lazy man has a fascination for lions. Because they're on the prowl. But do you know that the lion is proof that evolution could have never happened? How many knew that? You see, evolution says survival of the fittest. It says there's got to be a purpose. Do you know what lions do with 90% of their time? Nothing. They'll find a big animal. By the way, the, the female lions do most of the killing while the male lion just sits there and opens his big mouth. Uh, somebody said... If you're ever around a lion, run toward the roar, not away from it. Because you're running right into the paws of the hunter, or huntress as the case may be. But if a lion spends 90% of its time doing nothing, what are your chances of getting killed in the street by one? I mean, they're just about zero. But you see, a slothful person will look for any excuse. By the way, how many of you have looked for an excuse not to get something done this week? My hand's going up. I mean, let's be honest. This slothfulness will attack the most busy person. 
It will attack anybody. It's something that we've got to watch against. When you start making excuses, you're in trouble. Take warning. That's why these verses are in here. Let's go to another set here. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 27 says, The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. Now, this may not make a lot of sense at first. It says, The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting. Now, do we have any people that like to hunt beside me here? Okay, Brother Seth, okay, a few guys. Why do you not cook what you hunt? Because you're just out for the sport. You know, I think there's an awful lot of slothful people at the gym. Because they're out there working on all these great big... Have you ever asked one of them great big muscle guys to help carry anything? Oh, I can't. I just worked out. I'm all sore. I I could give all kinds of things, but this is on tape, so I don't want to get in trouble. But I'll tell you, I've seen some of these guys with all these great big muscles, and they can't do a blessed thing when it comes to work. Because those muscles aren't working muscles. They're just for show. They're like pocket handkerchiefs. All show, no blow. I, I don't like things like that. I mean, once in a while I'll wear one, but uh, I, I like something that you can use if you need to, amen? It just comes in handy that way. There's nothing worse than something that looks like it works, but it doesn't. Slothfulness. Why would you take all that time to prepare yourself for something that is no account. You see, Solomon knew that there would be people like that because there were people like that in Solomon's day. Just because you're doing something doesn't mean that you're not slothful. You see, a diligent man is going to go hunting for things that will feed his family something that is going to account for something. It is the slothful man that's always looking for entertainment, for some kind of diversion. Uh, I believe you need to relax. Uh, I believe you need to take some time, but sometimes I think we train ourselves to relax the wrong way. And, And we spend time for things that don't matter. Proverbs fifteen nineteen says, The way of the slothful man is as an hedge of thorns. How many of you have ever been around a, an actual hedge of thorns? I'll tell you what. Oh, one of my kids was reading, I think it was Stephen, the other day. Um, we had been talking about Normandy, and he was reading a book on the... Um, I think it's 101st Airborne in Normandy and all that. And the the movie they made, The Longest Day, uh, The Hedgerows, 
We're only about as high as the pulpit here. I mean, three feet high, four feet high. Some of those hedgerows were between 10 and 12 feet high. And you couldn't drive a tank through them, my friend. A hedge of thorns is almost as good as a brick wall. In fact, it'll keep people out because you can climb a brick wall. Uh, but you can't easily climb a hedge of thorns. Not without an awful lot of pain. You know, most people who live a miserable life have planned it that way. That's what it's talking about here. The way of the, 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 way of the slothful man is as in a hedge of thorns. You're going to get stuck. You're going to put yourself in a place where you can't get out by ordinary means. The rest of that verse says, but the way of the righteous is made plain. You know, I've seen those great big pictures of those mazes like they have in England and stuff where they planted the shrubbery up and all that. That's about as far as I want to go with one of those things. Because I know the way I am with directions. I get stuck in there and not be able to find my way out. And unless I have a big set of hedge clippers and destroy a hundred years growth, you're going to be stuck in that thing. Listen, the way of the righteous is made plain. Read Hebrews chapter 12. It's one of our duties is to make our way plain Live a simple life so those that are following us in the faith can follow us. You know what? Maybe we need to take a moment and go read that verse. Hebrews chapter 12. Hate to just refer to something and not quote the verse properly. Oh, there we go. Sorry about that. Hebrews chapter 12. It says, verse 13, And make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way. But rather, I mean, but let it rather be healed. This is just one of the little rules that the writer of Hebrews put in here toward the end. That's one of the things we're supposed to do. The way of the slothful man is a hedge of thorns. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get trapped. But the way of the righteous is made plain. Keep it simple, my friend. Somebody's following you. You want them to find the way to Jesus. Amen? He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. How many of you have ever been on a road trip with me very far? My family has. We don't like to stop. I don't like to stop, do I, Jason? And I'll tell you the place where I hate to stop the most is at one of those gas stations where only one person can get into the bathroom at a time. Do you know how much time you can waste at a place like that just waiting for everybody to go in. That's the nice thing about flying. But 
You see, the slothful man is a brother to him that is a great waster. You stop for half an hour on the road and you lose almost an hour and a half of travel time. You've really got to make it up. You know what? When you waste something, you can't get it back. How many of you have ever just wasted time and woke up like from a dream? I mean, we were going through all those memory boxes and just looking in there, and I'll tell you what, I just had to keep with my brother. Is this worth keeping? No. Okay. Out to the fire pit. Uh, If we didn't keep moving, we'd be there for 16 years just looking through papers. I found my uncle's lease on his apartment when he worked at GM in 1988. Absolutely worthless piece of paper. Just get rid of it. Oh, you might get rid of something good. No, well, I'm getting rid of an awful lot of time. That's more precious than most of the things we can save. Amen? Nothing is more precious than time. And so we look here at the slothful man, and we got just a few more verses to do. The slothful man can get so lazy that it will stop him from living. That's what it says. The slothful man is going to be under tribute. He's the one that's going to be walking around. I mean, sometimes I get a little tired on the news media reading these things, and it'll say, well, everybody's just taking advantage of me. Okay, well, what have you done not to be taken? Well, I just don't have uh, the ability to study and learn in school. Uh, Excuse me, everybody's got the same brain. Now, you might not be as smart as Albert Einstein, but Thomas Edison was so smart that he would actually forget to go to the bathroom. I don't ever want to be that smart. Amen? I am serious. His housekeeper would have to come in and clean up the mess and and tell him to go change his clothes because he was so busy thinking about something. I mean, you talk about nuts. I don't want to be that smart. Listen, you have to apply yourself. Amen? And apply yourself to the thing. Read his, if you don't believe me, read his story. It's there. I'm not making this stuff up. Somebody said, oh, that's just preaching. No, I don't make anything up. Not on purpose anyway. The sluggard is always looking for an excuse. He's always looking for a diversion. He's always going to have a very difficult life. I get nervous when, well, life is just so complicated. Well, life is complicated when you do sluggardly things. If you want a simple life, live righteously. Amen? And if you don't want to wake up someday and realize how much of your life you've wasted, don't be slothful in your work. Be diligent with what is set before you. Proverbs chapter 24 gives us the story. Let's just go there and we'll end tonight. Proverbs 24. 
And I'll quote Proverbs 6 because it's along the same line. It says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise. And it talks about all the things that the ants do. Who taught the ants to store up food for the winter? I've always tried to figure out how in the world evolution taught these ants. You know, it's kind of like the one with the... uh, with the cactus, it realized that it lived in the desert and the people would want it, predators would take its water so it grew spines to protect itself. I actually read that in a book. I didn't know cactus were that smart. Why don't they drop the spines when you bring it into your house and they know they're going to be safe? Maybe God made them that way, huh? How about it? Verse 30, I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles and had covered the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep so that shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and thy want as an armed man. You know what? Slothfulness actually brings more and more sleep. Have you ever gone on a vacation and said, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to do nothing. I'm going to sit here and be still, and I'm going to get up and take a nap. And after I take a nap, I might rest a while, and then I'm going to... Have you ever taken a vacation like that? I'll tell you what, you're going to come back more exhausted than when you left. It doesn't work. You can't catch up on sleep. What you get is what you have. But while you're sleeping, the enemy's going to be destroying the very things that will provide for you. That's the problem of the slothfulness. As vinegar to the teeth and as smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to them that send him. Proverbs 10, 26. Slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. Proverbs nineteen fifteen. Two more. The desire of the sluggard. The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Proverbs twenty six sixteen: The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. You see, sometimes they're called dreamers. You ever met one of those? They've got all these great thoughts never have accomplished anything. You know who one of the greatest examples of the soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing? Karl Marx. How many of you know the story of his family? The founder of what is now known as communism. He was such a derelict in writing his stupid books that if people had not brought food over to the house, his children would have starved to death. They grew up in want and depravity. 
because this man envisioned a society where everybody would work their hardest so lazy, fat sluggards like Karl Marx could be given everything they wanted in life. The sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. How many times have you heard no, oh, they're just a big fat cat. They sit up there in the office and make their millions on the backs of all of us slaves. You've heard that. Uh, the hand of the diligent is going to rule, but the slothful is going to be under tribute. Sometimes that tribute comes from the union dues, don't it? You have to be careful about this stuff. It's everywhere. And I'll tell you what, you meet a sluggard, a real one, they can twist you up into a little ball with their talk. They got an answer to everything. I mean, Karl Marx, how many thousands of pages did that guy write? And how many hundreds of thousands of souls are in the grave because people have tried to enact his foolish, demon-inspired rabble. And if we want to classify Karl Marx according to the scripture, he's a sluggard of the first degree. We need to pay attention. It's all around us. It's there, wherever we go. I wish I could stand up here and tell you I've got perfect handle on this. It's not a problem. No. It's something that every one of us has to fight against. Because if you're not fighting against it, you're succumbing to it. It is the natural tendency of that depraved heart. And so... What we have to do is take warning from the Scriptures. That's what the book of Proverbs is about. The sluggard is out there. Slothfulness is waiting to wrap its arms around you. But I will tell you, if you have wisdom from this book, it's not going to keep you. It's not going to pen you in. Let us serve the Lord with wisdom and watch for slothfulness. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that you would direct our energies and our...